Dustin. I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. What's up, Maurice? How you doing? I'm good. Welcome back to another week of Category Is. Yes. What you've been up to? Uh, I've been relaxing. I've been being low-key, staying in the house, keeping it easy breezy. Well, no, it's, it's a half-truth. <laughs> exactly, I was about to say. No, um, I did get my second COVID shot, um, and I'll share with our listeners. Uh, the first time, the first shot, I was totally fine. No reaction, felt great, good. The second shot, when she put it in, like it felt fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my bad, go ahead. You know, you know. I, I, she put it in. I, I was good. I was comfortable. You know, I was relaxed. It was an enjoyable experience. <laughs> Relax all your muscles. <laughs> um, but like two hours later, I went to like lift my arms above my head to pull down the blinds, and oh my god, my arm was so much pain. I couldn't really even lift my arms. It hurt so bad. Mm. Um. So I kind of just spent the majority of the weekend in. I did celebrate my one sister because it was her birthday a little bit, but we we're just like, you know, cake at the house and whatever. Um, it was real chill. So I was pretty much sore and laid up all weekend watching a lot, a lot of TV. I did watch um, this one movie. Um, it was with the girl you don't like, Zendaya. You know, I stand for Zendaya. <sighs> um, it was called Malcolm and Marie. And. Mm-hmm. The male actor was is Denzel Washington's son, which I didn't realize until afterwards when I started reading the views. He don't look nothing like Denzel. Nothing at that all. Is he all did not. Pauletta coming through. Yeah, no, ma'am. Um, so it was good. It was beautifully shot, but it was basically watching a couple have a two-hour argument, and um, it was exhausting. Mm-hmm. And I had to take a break in the middle because it was just too heavy and they were hitting below the belt. But it was beautifully shot because it was an all black and white. Mm-hmm. It really did draw you in. But it really wasn't much as dialogue. It was like a conversation back and forth. It was more of like rants and monologues. And half of it wasn't even about their relationship. But um, it was interesting. But there was a few things, that, you know, it was. I think it, you know, it wasn't really a black film. I think it's Black History Month. People are looking at this as a black film. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was a white writer and director. He got some things wrong within that. Like, you know, I get that like. Steven Spielberg directed The Color Purple. But, you know, does it make Color Purple felt like more of a black film, a black story, right? This story wasn't about any couple. Any couple could have had this story. It was really kind of a normal couple. But there's certain things that black people don't do. Like, A... We do not eat craft macaroni and cheese. We every time I that. see that, every time I see that commercial, I'm like, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling him, I'm like, we don't eat that. Mm-mm. Like, not even Velveeta shells and cheese, like craft with the powder. Macaroni. The powder. Like Zendaya came in the house and was making him like craft macaroni and cheese, and like wow. the name, the title of the film came, and it was like a bowl of craft macaroni and cheese in the background. I was like, this is not black. And then there's just certain curse words that Black people don't use in a regular vernacular of cursing. Um, like? Like cunt and like... Oh, yeah, no. Um, there was another one, and it was just like, mm, Black people don't curse like that. But anyway, it was just, it was it was a good film to watch, but it did have, I did have some... Did they say cock? Because we don't say that either. 
I think that might have been said once oh or twice. <laughs> she was like, and you got a little cock. Oh, gosh. Like, yeah, no, we don't do that. Because that, that's how you have an argument. You can end it, shut it down. And you got a little dick. Mm-hmm. That's all I did all weekend. How was your weekend? Well, similar to your movie, but with less arguing. <laughs> no, arguing. no, so, you know... um. You know, Valentine's Day is coming up and, you know, we, uh-huh. like to have our, we like to have our regular, like, relationship check-ins every now and then. And so right. we were a bit overdue because um, I can't remember when the last one was. I think it was probably before the holiday. And so, you know, okay. we just like to check in and, you know, talk about, you know, just whatever is on our mind and how it will mm-hmm impact you know our relationship so you know he's in the healthcare field so you know dealing with COVID patients on the daily and you know people just dying like right in front of you and that you know really impacts yeah yeah. and like you would think that oh I mean you see it every day it it just you know something you get used to but you kind of you know kind of bring that home you know, mm-hmm. dealing with that. And so, yeah, we just wanted to kind of check in, reconnect, talk a lot. And that's pretty much how we spent uh, spent the weekend. That's good. I love when yeah. I hear couples, like, say they do that. Like, I've talked to some people who do, like, a quarterly check-in. or a, And I'm like, that's kind of good. But I've never really understood, like, how the check-in works. Because I'm very mm-hmm. much the kind of person when... Sits on my mind. I just say what the hell I need to say then and there in the moment. But that can also be kind right. of problematic. And I also understand mm-hmm. not everyone works that way. But mm-hmm. I'm the kind of person, if I don't like something, I say it when I see it. So I don't really have the need to kind of, I don't feel the need necessarily to have the check-in. But I also think that the check-in can really work in terms of like having a conversation that's not adversarial or just kind of like a regrouping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very mm-hmm. neutral and it's very... You know, it's not like you're arguing about, you know, powdered craft mac and cheese, <laughs> you know, some some homemade, but it's like you can do that in the moment. Like, hey, you know, this happened and I feel this way about it. Right. And, but the check in is more of a kind of holistic look at, you know, what's going on. How did it impact mm-hmm. you? And then how does it, you know, down the road impact us and it's you right know, and sometimes we also will like you know revisit our goals for the the year or for the relationship for you know the time the quarter or however you mm-hmm. know long it is since the last one and you know kind of reassess like how we're working towards that or you know what is the priority level of you know the things we kind of identified from the last time so right. i think it's good to do on a semi-regular or regular basis Sure. Um, because, you know, you kind of have it have a deeper conversation and you're not, you know, coming to it with like your boundaries built up because you're arguing or, you know, sure. it's, it's not in it's, the heat of the moment. Exactly. Exactly. But I'm sure it's also not like it's not like bringing up things that happened in the past, because, like, again, it's not an argument. It's just like, you know, mm-hmm. this is what I'm going through. This is what mm-hmm. you know. I, these are the needs that I feel I need met. This is how you could 
work on them? What needs are, mm-hmm. are do you need met that I'm not meeting? And right. it's just kind of like regrouping. I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I may have to, yeah. to implement that. You should. I recommend it. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll let you I'll let you know one day when I do a check in. All right. Well, let's get to what you're drinking. What are you drinking this week, Maurice? Do you have another Bartesian cocktail for us? I do. I really do. <laughs> they need to start. They need to start paying me or sending me over. Right. Um, all this. All this ads. Because I'm giving y'all good quality airtime here. So <laughs> this week, you know, in honor of my relationship check-in and mm-hmm. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. This week, I am drinking a Sex on the Beach. Oh, I love this, and I love and, that. <laughs> well. I'm not trying to get all that sand everywhere. Like, mm-mm. oh, it's not that sandy. But okay, uh, continue. You nasty. But um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, this is the drink you used to order when you would be down at like Applebee's with your friends. Mm-hmm. But that two for twenty. <laughs> yeah, and you would feel the like half price grown. Exactly. Get them. Um, <laughs> what what do they have? The, um, baby bat ribs. Mm-hmm. with the barbecue sauce but yeah you would feel like real grown because you would say sex you know right and then you like giggle a little bit we used to do this back in college but um i had and i haven't had this in a long time but you know sex on the beach is a vodka based cocktail it has like peach schnapps you can do orange juice or i like to do pineapple juice this one has pineapple juice in it a little cranberry um, and instead of ice cubes, I used frozen pineapple. Give you a little tropical vibe. Oh, lovely. That's very on. tropical. But yeah, I put it on strong on my um on the Bartesian. And it's yes. really, really good. And I this one like... uh uh-huh. this one, remember I was saying how you know it gives you the portions are really small, but this one gives you like a full glass. Okay. Yeah. Usually yeah. like some of the beaches are really kind of like tall like a tall glass a big mm-hmm. drink yeah yeah i feel like we're both kind of longing for something tropical you know last week i forgot what i was drinking but it was something tropical but this week i'm just having a good old glass of wine and i sold cabernet you know went back to my my usual my go-to because i can't think of one like like i used to yeah what's going on with you are I you okay know, i just I just don't have the same tolerance. You know, like your tolerance changes. I used to just drink, be able to drink liquor all the time. I just can't. Like, I, I wake up, I'm, I'm cloudy, I feel sluggish, and messes with my stomach. I just can't do the wine. I think I probably drunk. I'm sorry, the liquor. I think I drunk a lifetime's worth of liquor. My body's saying no more. Wow, it's been saying no more a long time for you, because <laughs> girl. Uh, 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 uh. Well, let's get into the categories for this week, Maurice. It's time for category. This is the first category we have on the list today. Well, the biggest story of the week is going to be the Super Bowl. So Super Bowl 55 kicked off on Sunday um, Mm -hmm. from Tampa, Florida. Who's from Tampa? I forget. But, um... Yeah. Did you watch it? Of course not. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I'm not into the basketball like that either. But... It's football. At least I know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> but I yeah. did watch it for one reason and one reason only, and that is... The halftime game? Uh, no. 
Oh, I mean, the halftime show. <laughs> As if there's a whole game during halftime. Right. So I watched it for Travis Kelsey, who plays for um, the red team. Is that that fine <laughs> white boy with the swag? Yes. Uh-huh, he's, he's cute. Yeah, so he plays for the Kansas City team, and they have a racist name, which they should be changing, but they haven't yet uh-huh. because the Washington football team changed theirs. Um, but yeah, he plays for Kansas City, and I have an interesting story about Travis Kelsey. Oh, do you? Yes. So technically, there's only like two degrees of separation between me and Travis Kelsey. Mm. Because my ex lived across the street from Travis Kelsey's brother. He has a brother named Jason who plays for the Philadelphia Eagles. And okay. You know, my ex lives in South Philly, down mm-hmm, by the mm-hmm. stadiums. Mm-hmm. And so, like, in Philadelphia, we have, it's called, like, the sports complex. And so, we have the baseball stadium right beside the football stadium, which is right across the street from the um, Coliseum where they have the basketball games and the... Um, and the hockey. And so... Right. And the Beyonce concerts and shit. So right. these concerts, yeah. <laughs> right. They got a new casino down there, too. Ooh, they do? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're not finished building it yet, though. Oh, it's okay. It's, I think it's open. I think they're doing, like, the, the special VIP preview. Oh, I saw the commercial. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. And then right across the street from all of that is the, um, the Philadelphia Eagles training facility. So a lot of the players live in his, um, like, housing development. Because, you know, they... Mm-hmm. can basically <laughs> walk right up the street and be at the um at the training complex. And right. so yeah, so Jason Kelsey who is Travis Kelsey's brother lived across the street from my ex. That's 2 degrees of separation. So I practically know Travis Kelsey. I like he has a nice look. You know, it's something about when the white boys do like the short, you know, like not the high end type, but like the like the fade, and then they mm-hmm. grow that beard hair in, and mm-hmm. then they be piercing their ears, and they be giving that hood boy look. It's a nice little look though, like because I see some pictures of Travis Kelsey when he has his long hair and he's just giving like a frat boy jock. Yeah. yeah. But now he's you know he's giving I like I like what he's giving with his little black girlfriend Kayla Nicole. They look cute. They look cute. Yeah, she is actually cute. They've been together for a while, I think, and she has a. She gives me Drea. Yeah, a little bit. She has a um a YouTube channel or like a. Of course she does. Instagram something, and of she course. do fitness. Oh, she do she do fitness, and she yeah. do modeling. She do tummy tees. <laughs> she do teeth whitening kits. I know right. exactly what she does. Yeah, she uh, one of those. But... When I grow up, I want to be a you know an Instagram model too. Better than being a lawyer. <laughs> You know, the best. But yes, so um, yeah, so the uh, Travis's team lost, though, right? I guess I don't know who did what. Well, the only reason I knew, I thought that because they, they keep talking about Tom Brady, um, yeah. Giselle's husband, and I thought he played for the Patriots, but maybe he, he... um, yeah, he now he plays for Tampa, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's who mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought they were the Broncos. Anyway, I'm confused. Denver. Okay. Well, you know, usually I don't watch these sporting events. I couldn't care two shits. Um, this year I absolutely just didn't watch because I just don't care. I don't. 
Lee at the time, and I was watching a, a better television program. But usually I will tune in the next day and watch the performances and mm. the commercials. Because the commercials are really, really fun. But um, this year I did actually watch um, that girl's poem. Uh, what was her name? Amanda Gorman. Yeah. And um, I'm really having a... What's the guy from Pose? Black guy, gay know. guy. Oh, come on. He was my best dress that year. Billy Porter? Yes, I'm having a Billy Porter moment because a smooth two weeks ago, I was standing Amanda Gorman. And now I'm just like, no, 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 no. Terrible. Terrible. Just like that time when I stand Billy Porter with his fashions. And I was like, no, no, no. Terrible. Terrible. She just took it too far. I don't even like the poem at all. It didn't even feel like a poem. It just felt like she was reading. Yeah. Like a bio. Yeah. Like anytime. Mariah Carey speaks is not a song. And mm-hmm. with <laughs> this girl, I mean, she was reading the teleprompter and she was talking about like the frontline workers. And I was like, okay, this isn't a poem. Like, I understand she had a moment at the inauguration. And, you know, I went in on, <laughs> on her then. Mm-hmm. And that's naughty nose. But mama said, I'm going to be indoors this time. It's going to be climate controlled and I got <laughs> an of, of, of Kleenex stuffed up in my sleeve because what did she have on? But it was horrible. Like, poetry at the Super Bowl, when they announced it, I was like, this ain't... This doesn't mm-mm. go. It don't go. Wrong audience. Wrong, read the yeah. room, bitch. Read the room. <laughs> right. No, read the stadium. This is not a place for poetry. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is the, completely the wrong crowd. This audience couldn't pick out a stanza if it slapped them in the face. They don't even know what iambic pentameter is. Poetry is not for this group, girl. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But I'm not mad at her for trying to parlay her moment. She's trying to stretch it. You know? I mean, she got she got paid, so she did get paid. So hey, there you go. Ten to you, girl. But but again, wrong audience for a poem. Mm-hmm. The poem was terrible. If if we're calling it a poem, stop calling it that. <laughs> And it was just, I was like, okay, what's this got to do with football? Not at all. So, and it was also hella contradictory. Can we talk about, like, again, we're talking about the uh, essential workers and nurses mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But then they had that same nurse come out on the field and do the coin toss mm-hmm. in a stadium full of 25,000 people. Like, this is a right. fucking super spreader event. Can we talk about, yeah. like, the hypocrisy and the clear contradiction and the fact that you know, we're honoring our essential workers, but the essential workers is going to have to work double time because it's Super Bowl, because everyone from all over the country flew their ass to Florida where they don't even think COVID's real anyway. Okay. Once watch the football game and now they're going to go back home. Like, it's going to be a super spreader event. 25,000 yeah. people for football. This country's fucking out of its mind. And ridiculous. Yeah, and then they say, well, you know, it's only you know, like a third of the capacity, but still, like, you've got Gosh. that many people packed into a tight space, the bathroom situation, okay. Right. And then... Ingress like, and egress. Girl. Yeah. When I first saw it, and I was like, oh, shit, it's a, this is a stadium full. But then when they zoomed in, they had um, all the cutouts of the people. Right. But you had to pay $100 in order to get your cutout picture. Foolishness. They're out here Posted. robbing kids. Yeah. It's like, girl. <sighs> so silly. Yeah. Yeah, so but, first they mm-hmm. had um 
her, she did a song and she looked a hot mess. And who was like, her? Oh yes, her. yes, she was playing the guitar. I actually liked her performance. I didn't because she did not give me anything. Um, that guitar, uh, okay, the outfit, mm, girl. Um, it was like too many sparklies on the legs. Them shoes were a mess. And then, like, she had on too many pieces of flair for me. Like, it was mm-hmm. a lot of flair going on to the top. And then them glasses, too. Right. But, yeah, I, the look was a lot. But I did just like seeing a black girl just shred on the guitar like that. It was just kind of dope. It kind of gave me, like, she a... She wasn't playing that. You don't think so? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Well, I was gagged and gooped then. Because <laughs> I was like, yes, get it. I did like her performance. Okay. I did. And then, um, did you see the uh, national anthem? I only watched half that national anthem because I know who that old white man was. Eric Church. Don't know him. And I uh, do know Jasmine Sullivan, but I was like, Jasmine Sullivan could have carried this herself. But you're trying to like have this like melding and this amalgamation, and you're trying to you know you're trying to unite the country, all the racial justices through football <laughs> by having this black girl from Philly sing with this country guy. It was just a hot mess. It was just terrible. I I, I didn't think it it went at all. Yeah, um, I see what they were trying to do, but again, fail. Mm-hmm. Just, they could have had one or the other, but together, because the way they were singing also it was like one was ahead of the other, and then the other person would catch up, but then they kept doing right. that like back and forth, and I was like, oh, okay, no. And then the that diamond head dress, <laughs> yeah, but what's on her head? Her styling was just terrible. Yeah, yeah, it's not not yeah. cute. All right. And then the big performance of the night was the halftime show. Um, When this was announced a few months back, I expressed my displeasure at that time. To me, if it's not a a woman headlining the uh, halftime performance, I really don't have no interest. And in in the years that I can recall watching the Super Bowl, I can't name any male artist, not even Bruno Mars, who shut shit down. I feel like the standard that we hold for the women artists versus the male artists are night and day. And I don't like the weekend on the regular. I I, I can't, you know, I don't like the weekend on a weekend or a weekday. Um, I I couldn't name any of his songs. I really wasn't excited. He doesn't give me a look. I know he can't dance. So what is he? What is he serving? What's what's what are we what are we going to do? Uh, you know, I would if you gave me a weekend ticket to a concert, I'd probably just give it back to you. <laughs> so what is he going to do at this halftime performance? No, I you know people usually say I'm waiting for the weekend. I'm ready for the weekend. But he was giving me like a case of the Mondays because that mm-hmm. was the most boring show i have seen i mean it was below lackluster yeah it was actually bad it was really bad it was as boring as the one that was immediately after janet jackson and um that white boy because remember they went they tried to go like super safe (laughs) i think they did the rolling like they did like the rolling stones or something the rolling stones weren't even that bad this is probably one of the worst super bowl performances in history yeah, it was like, well, 
I'll give him something. Let me try to give him something. Um, I did appreciate the part at the end where he had like the 50 million weekends on the field and they all had a mask on. But then they were given like the Iron Man moments because they had the lights. Lights in, the in their hands. hands. What was that about? Right. Uh, I mean, he'd been watching too much of um Marvel. Mm. Um, the Marvel Universe. But that was about it. The <laughs> I mean, the rest of it was like, girl, he was giving me like that gay kid, like the fat gay kid who sings at the talent show. Yes, he was exactly. Me and I really need for him to retire this red jacket, this red blazer and all black look. I need you to let that go after this. And, and, and the hair, the hair is just, wow. you know, unkempt. He wasn't giving me dancing. It was just, it was, just, it was lackluster. It, it, it was not giving what a Super Bowl performance was supposed to give. And, you know, it, his music's very dark. It's very mysterious. It's very you know, introspective. It's not party. It's not lively. It's not exciting. It's not something you want to dance to. So I just thought well, it was an odd choice to begin with. And then it's just like, he needed to bring someone out to join him, to help liven it up, to help get some excitement going. Because it just, it just was not, it was actually bad. I only watched, I did actually end up watching half of his performance, but I had to turn it off because it was just annoying. Well, I watched the whole thing because... Like, I read he spent $7 million of his own money on it. And I was like, girl. What, what, what? I hope now, that's the, the truth. That's the true travesty. $7 million for that? Well, I mean, he did have a lot of those dancers. But that was probably 50 bucks each. Huh, I mean, girl, he did they, have to buy their they, outfits. They did that for practically nothing. I'm <laughs> sure. You know, they but, probably, you know, had, they had to do a, a TikTok casting. They had to get there on their own. Yeah. Get that costume. He wasn't paying them. You know, he was getting Instagram dancers, TikTokers, and the but choreography then, wasn't even all that neither. It really wasn't. But then I was like, what did you spend the $7 million on? Because I couldn't figure it out. Like, the staging was okay. I mean, he did have a little piece of fireworks at the end, but... But he didn't I, shut it down like Beyonce. He didn't have, like, his face in flames. He didn't come in on a walking tiger. He didn't skydive from the top of the stadium. You know, he didn't give me what I needed to have. He didn't have a pole like J Lo. At least, I mean, this is bad. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I, that's what I was trying to figure out what he spent the seven million dollars on. And I think they you don't usually say like how much the show cost or like what the artist paid out of pocket or like anything like that. But then, so it seemed like they were trying to like preemptively get ahead of like the criticism or the critique because mm-hmm. it's like, girl, I guess. Maybe he wanted to write it off on his taxes next year, cause I don't know. He he could have donated that money to some of the essential workers. They was so busy trying to honor in them whack ass poems. Just all the performances were extremely disappointing. But at you least know, he Ameri- tried. American arts and culture is suffering. But at least he used his money to try to entertain the people instead of getting like a ten carat pink diamond implanted in his forehead. Oh, like the little Uzi Verts? All right. Well, you know, that's just some gutter shit. No, he had that much money. Me either. Me either. People out here just, it's foolish. It's it's crazy times we live in. Wow. Mm -mm -mm. 
Was, is there anything else we have to comment on the, on the Super Bowl? Did you, did you see any of the commercials? The commercial I liked, I believe it was um, Toyota. <clears throat> mm-hmm. <Oops>. Sorry. <laughs> Mute yourself. Sorry. Um, your dog in the background, too. Oh, no, he's just Acting barking, up. barking, acting up. But um, I think it was the Toyota commercial. It was the um, Paralympic swimmer. She was telling her adoption story. Um, that one was really touching. But other than that, uh, the guy from Oatly who was like awkwardly playing that keyboard was memorable. And then the rest of them, I didn't, I don't know what else was on there. Yeah, I didn't see any of the commercials at all. So can't comment at all. <laughs> Just really, I really could care less. Well, a lot of the um, typical commercials dropped out this year because i know the a couple of the beer commercials um companies i'm sorry um dropped out pepsi dropped out coca-cola um i believe most of them were like nah we saving our coins right it's just different times it's Mm -hmm. different times you know so hopefully next year things will be better with regard to the state of the world and the global pandemic and also the state of these performances during these ridiculous ass expensive ass football games Mm-hmm. We're going from one crazy event to another. Um, this event had me much more engrossed in uh, its developments. I was much more glued to my cell phone than I was to a TV because there was this girl who um, took got a lot of attention, should I say, on the internet over the weekend mm-hmm. uh, with something that she did to <laughs> <The> herself. <laughs> And um, I was just fascinated by this entire story. I am following along for developments because I want to know what happens. But I also think that we live in such crazy times that from the jump, when I first saw this, I was like, this shit ain't real. This is a stunt to get money, to get attention, to get clout, Mm -hmm. to get sympathy, to get something. But I'm sure by now you all have heard of this girl with blue contacts. And can we just pause? Because you know how I despise. I despise black people with colored contacts. It is a serious problem for me. I will not take you seriously as an individual. I can't look at you. And I feel less sympathy for you. I just, it just, it looks foolish and silly. Did I ever tell you, this is going to be a complete sidebar. Sidebar, go ahead. Did I ever tell you I went on a date with this guy and we were talking about contacts mm-hmm. he, was a, he was a black guy okay and he had on well he claimed his eye color was real and i was like there's no way that that's your natural eye color and he was like mm-hmm. yes it is you know i get this all the time and people just can't you know understand that you know we're we come from a you know multi um faceted like genetic background and you know people can um there's people in africa like whole villages where people have these like blue eyes and i was like well you don't come for that village but okay i'm gonna hear you out and so he was just like pontificating about how his eye color was real Mm -hmm. and i was like no it it just can't be so in the middle of his conversation his left contact falls out of his eye onto his salad plate 
dead? Did he notice? <laughs> yes. Oh and my so God. he like paused and like looked down at it and then slowly panned back up and made eye contact <laughs> with me. <laughs> and he was like, you're never going to go out with me again, ever, are you? No, because you're a liar. Said, Absolutely not. <laughs> because you sat here and lied to my face. Like, I already right. knew it was fake. But Disrespected my all intelligence. Try to sit right. here and school me on some bullshit. Right. And all of this is your self-hate and your self-loathing. Let's talk right. about that. Because, you know, okay. we all know. I have a thing for the light eye. You know, one of my exes had light eyes. Mm -hmm. You know, I I love a good light eye, but light eyes is dangerous. Dangerous. But you know, but he had his, he had light eyes and they were real because light eyes often, like they were like sometimes hazel, sometimes green. They did change. And it's always the people, the black people with contacts when you can see the pixels inside their contacts. In the contacts, like girl. I can see the resolution that you're trying to tell me is real. Like, you got yeah. a good contact. So back to this girl on Instagram. <laughs> I'm looking at her on the um on the stories, and I could see the pixels of her contacts yeah. through my screen. <laughs> and her hair is just shellacked down. Down. And she has this little side pony. That's a heavy ponytail, too, girl. It was heavy, heavy. And I was just like listening, and she had this really um thick accent. Was she from Mm -hmm. New Orleans? I don't know where she's from, actually. All right, so she was basically just talking and explaining how she usually likes to do her hair in a style where her hair is, like, shellacked down. And she uses the Got To Be Real hairspray. And she was out at a Got To Be Real hairspray. So she thought she might have well use Gorilla Glue hairspray. And her hair was hard. She She put Pantene conditioner in it. It did not permeate. The, the seal of the Gorilla Glue or her shit was stuck. The first time I watched it, I was like, this is fine. This cannot be real. This cannot. We all know, like, Gorilla Glue is hella strong glue. It's like super glue. I've gotten it on my hands and, oh, like, yeah. it's taking off my skin. Mm-hmm. So imagine yeah. what it's doing to her hair. Well, my, um, my friend sent me the article when she was, or the video when she was with, like, her sister. Mm-hmm. And they were doing something, and then it was like update. We at the hospital, but right. one this lady, Tessica, is her Tessica. name. Yeah. Ah, Tessica, um, Tessica was, and I wonder did she use the same glue on her eyelashes? Because girl, oh my yeah. god, her eyeballs look like they was about to fly away. <laughs> right, and so I. I I have too many questions. <laughs> like you're first you're a TikToker, so you do stuff for stunts and shows and try to get your right. following up anyway. Right, right. Secondly, um the contacts and the eyelashes. Then who the fuck would put gorilla glue aerosol spray on their hair and think it was going to be okay. Like, you did this purposefully. You currently have 616,000 followers on Instagram. I don't know how (laughs) many you got on the TikTok, but you're posting on social media. You got 
Gorilla Glue contacted you talking about we're sorry about <laughs> your experience. <laughs> Please contact us. But everybody knows this. So why would Common you knowledge. think yeah. that this was going to be okay? Mm-hmm. You spent 22 hours in the ER, girl. I don't know what kind of insurance you got, but I don't think TikTok <laughs> got a good coverage plan. And I don't know what your deductible is, but no, ma'am. Like, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. No. And I was also like, some of my friends, you know, that was doing deep dives into her Instagram. And mm-hmm. they were like, oh, here she is. Like, she's a singer. So, like, she's just trying to get attention and clout, like you said. They were like, also, that she did, or um, now she's verified on, mm-hmm. on Instagram. And she mm-hmm. also has a GoFundMe, which is currently at $10,591. <laughs> and she had a minimum goal of what was the goal? Hold on, of um, of fifteen hundred dollars. So uh, she did go to the hospital, and they provided her with. She said they sent her home with sterile irrigation water. Sterile irrigation water is not going to do anything. That's the shit that like you need that's, to like flush your eyes. Yeah, <laughs> solution. That's not going to yeah. get it off your head. Is she? It's but not. that's what her. her that's what, like, I guess her sister was trying to use acetone and it was uh-huh. burning. Yeah. Yeah. It was also, I read that she did an interview with some local radio station and they were like saying that the nurse was like, oh, well, we gave her, we offered her other remedies to try to resolve this, but she refused mm-hmm. them all. I believe it. Because my thing is, if, if this, first of all, if this happened to me, I'd be too embarrassed to go on the internet and let the world know how much of a fucking idiot I am. Right. Secondly, I would um, be at the hospital taking whatever help they could give me to save my hair. And at that point... Oh, that hair is gone. The hair is... Yeah. If they couldn't... Like, they're going to have to just shave it off. I'm concerned about the follicles. Like, she's going to have to just be bald for a minute. Mm -hmm. And I'm concerned about the follicles. Like, are they going to be able to grow hair? But I just think it's the the internet has gotten us just so crazy. I really... I know it sounds sad, but a part of me in my heart really feels like this girl did this shit on purpose. She absolutely did. Absolutely. There's no way in your fucking right mind that you would say, oh, bitch, I'm trying to have my hair laid. I'm going to get these baby hairs down and I'm going to spray my fucking shit with Gorilla Glue. Gorilla Glue. Right. Like, that's, kept underneath, that's kept underneath a sink or in the utility closet, not in the bathroom. Right. Like, it's not the right purpose. Yeah, because first I was like, well, did she do this accidentally? But then I was like, who keeps Gorilla Glue with their beauty supply product? Nobody. So you sought this shit out. Right. And you did this on purpose. So you are exactly. dumb as fuck. And and there is a hair there is a hair um, product that is called Gorilla something. I forget exactly what it's called. But it's like in a yellow tube and it is called Gorilla something. But she'd even like compare with that. She compared it with Got to Be Real spray. Mm-hmm. So like she's just what she just is a mess. Like, do the bottles even look like do the cans? No. Got, got to be glued spray. Right. But no, yeah. different look totally different. Yeah. Um People are dumb. I don't think people are really that dumb. But now they're making the argument within like a lot of people I've been talking to. They're like, oh, well, on the 
can. And you know damn well Tessica ain't read that can where yeah. it is. Don't put on, don't ingest, don't put on skin uh, or eyes. And they were like, one of my friends said she read the bottle because she had some. And she was like, well, it doesn't say, to, it does not say to put on hair. So they're going to have to add that to the disclaimer now. I said, well, that's just, it's logical. If you don't put it on your skin, your eyes, or you ingest it, and it's not for like right. human use, do we have to explain everything to people now? I do not feel bad no. for her at all. I'm trying to, but I just don't. Maybe she's trying to. Maybe she's smarter than we think. And mm-hmm. maybe she did read the label and it was like, girl, this don't say hair. We're going to get paid. And True. they might be where the, where the money reside real quick. Right. Because I heard she's going to sue the company. Yeah. And I think that was the money grab that it was all about, anyway. This is the best. It's just a mess. I, I can't. I cannot support this foolishness. Thank you, Back to you, Tessica, girl. You know, the memes are hilarious. Thank you for giving us our weekend of entertainment. I guess. <laughs> but the foolishness is just too much. It's yeah. too much for me. Now you're about to be bald-headed. I mean, she might be rich and bald-headed, but... Okay. You know, we'll whatever see. it takes. By any means necessary these days. <laughs> she might All as well right. just do the silhouette challenge and try to get some money because did you see this guy named Marshall Price I found his Instagram and his Twitter and his right? fans because oh gosh here we go then you know the silhouette challenge right uh-huh. so it starts off where they playing I forget what even the song is like an old song and then like halfway through it kind of like switches and then turns to something else but then mm-hmm. like, your light is supposed to go like dark and it's like red and black and you're supposed to be dancing mm-hmm. and only showing your silhouette. And, <laughs> and woo, Lord, I don't know where he got all of that from, but God is good. All the time. Instagram, he has a nice looking <laughs> face and body. And uh, yeah, and a lot more. Oh, but, yeah, a lot of that on Instagram. Yeah. Oh God, Sean. <laughs> right. It's. I guess I guess because you're not actually singing, you're just seeing the silhouette. You know, these people are getting tricky. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I don't know who yeah created this challenge, but ooh, he won. And of course, people are gonna be vulgar with it. It sounds like it's too much. Well, a lot of it was like, like Cardi B did it, and she was like swinging around on her stripper pole, and then mm-hmm. most of them are just like scantily, you know, clad and just clad. like dancing in the background. Right. But, uh, but yeah, I think like the idea was to do it nude, right? So like that you don't have like any clothing or like mm-hmm. you know underwear lines munching. But then I was also reading an article about how people are like saving the videos and then digitally lightening them and people are got their whole shit out there like people can see mm-hmm. all your stuff mm-hmm. so be careful technology mm-hmm. marshall's only fans is only seven dollars and eighty cents <laughs> it's a bargain if you are single this weekend and you ain't got no valentine <laughs> i suggest you get down on only fans self-pleasure yes Hmm, you got it going on. Uh, sounds like a lot. <laughs> it is. 
<laughs> All right, child. Well, let's get on to the next category. It is time for I said what I said. Do you go first, Mom, or shall I? I'll go. Mine's quick. Okay. So my I said what I said for this week is um, centered around, you know, award seasons coming up. They released the Screen Actors Guild Awards nominations um, last week. And then like the day before, the Golden Globe nominations came out. And one of the best TV shows of 2020 was Michaela Cole's um, I May Destroy You. And I gave it my best TV show of the year last year. People have been talking mm-hmm. about the show since it came out. It was a masterpiece of a show. It talks about trauma, healing, growth, friendships. And Mama gave you a lot in 23 minutes. A it was everything. And she didn't get nominated for nothing down at the Golden Globes. And people are upset about it. Like Emily in Paris which is about this, you know, basic white bitch who doesn't speak French moving right. to Paris and becoming an influencer. And that show got nominations. And so it weird. just kind of reinforces the thinking that, you know, white mediocrity gets celebrated. And when someone of color bears their soul and gives you everything they got, they're not. And yep. so... Part of me, like, yes, I was kind of disappointed that it didn't get any nominations at the Golden Globes, but Golden Globes be fucking shit up all the time mm-hmm. anyway. And, you know, the Screen Actors Guild Awards redeemed the show, like, the very next day because um, I kind of put more stock into them because it's, like, their self, you know, um, nominating and, you know, like, the the... Damn, what is it? The industry itself is nominating you, right? It's not just a group of critics or whoever. But part of me is like, you know, disappointed, but then at the same time, you know, we got to get over it because Mm -hmm. these award shows are shit anyway. They never get it right. They never get it all the way right. It's more about, you know, like how much the studio has influence and how much this person likes you or you know, it's just all these politics that go on behind the scenes. And I really, really think that, or I don't think that when Michaela Cole was writing and filming and producing this whole thing, she was like, bitch, I'm doing this. Cause I'm trying to get me a golden globe. Like I definitely do not think that yeah. was her motivation for it. Like she was like, I'm going to give you some, you know, really deep, personal moving stories and Mm -hmm. I am going to you know pour myself into it because of the craft of the culture you know the the yeah everything and you know I just really think that she wanted to give of herself and pour herself into a project and you know use her creativity and you know at the at the same time I don't think people are doing things for to be rewarded for it Right. You know, and I, well, some of them are, but I don't think that was her ulterior motive in, in producing this body of work. And it was everything. It was amazing. Yeah, I think it was just a major, you know, misstep by the Golden Globes and just not, mm-hmm. and it really does highlight so simply how 
the work of people of color is not considered. It's just not even thought of as worth celebrating or memorializing. And it's unfortunate. It's really sad. But I think at the same time that like to your point that in that not being her motivation and also black mm-hmm. people to a certain extent, we're not used to getting these awards, so we don't even care. And I I think right. there's a certain segment of, of people of color who want to achieve that white success or that white acceptance or that white mm-hmm. mainstreamness. But Michaela Cole's definitely not one of those people. Yeah. I don't feel like she lost any sleep and she's just gonna keep doing what she's doing. And yeah. these folks are gonna be late to the party. Her next project, they're gonna be all over her. She's just gonna be like, I don't care. You know? Yeah. And I think that's the the bigger thing, like where she's mm-hmm. just she I think she does not care about right. it. Like she'll get up there and, you know, if she wins the award, some award show was that where she, um, where there were nasty African print and those mm-hmm. boots. She looked good. I think it was the Baptist. I think it was the Baptist, and she gonna rack up at that because, you know, as a British show, as a British um actress, mm-hmm. the, unless it's the Crown, the U.S. ain't checking for it like that, but. The the Baptist I feel has a higher appreciation of quality, and she gonna rack up over there, right? Right. Real quick, but yeah, tennis for you, girl. Um, don't. Hey. Them... Oh wait. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Give her tennis too. She. I mean, she get tennis. My bad, girl. This Baka is talking to me, but y'all need to get over it. She ain't do it for the the awards. And I said what I said. Yes. Well, my said what I said this week goes out to a word that gets thrown around a lot. Um, it's a newer word that you may have had to become acquainted with in the internet vernacular. Um, I feel like it's a word that is used by a lot of people who want to sound smart but are dumb. And this word is normalizing. Um, you might have heard this word used um, when people say, like, you know, normalize sex work or mm-hmm. normalize, you know, being an OnlyFans content creator. Normalize. That is sex work. Yeah, it is a, it is a form of sex work. <laughs> you know? um, normalize, you know, canceling your commitments without letting people know. And I... Um, has some issues with the term. I think that there are certain things that we do need to normalize, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think that um, as culture in the world, in the way in which society interacts with each other, there's certain social norms and mores that are changing. But I think that within the vernacular, using the word normalize, I think that some people use it to say, you know, uh, in a good way, but also... I think now we're kind of at the juncture within the use of this word where it's kind of been co-opted and it's being used more, at least in my anecdotal observation, in more of a negative way and not in its intended form. Now I feel like, you know, there was at one point where people were like, you know, well, normalize, you know, the fact that the binary is not a thing or normalize same-sex marriage, normalize, um, you know, different body types and body positivity. Those are all things, absolutely, that where we are in a culture, we should be normalizing. And y'all can judge me if you want. You can um, 
say I, I, I am not progressive or don't have, you know, thought provoking or um, progressive ideals, but I do think that there's also shit that shouldn't be normalized. Mm-hmm. When I see people be like, oh, well, normalize being an OnlyFans content creator. That's not something I agree with. You know, I was, mm-hmm. I was watching and I'm like, is that something that we want to normalize or is that something that we want to de-stigmatize? Because there's a difference, right? Is, is sex work something that we should normalize? Is sex work something that we should have fifth grade or, you know, kindergartners or fifth graders saying, I, when I grow up, I want to be a sex worker? What are the social implications of that? You know, we already have kids saying they want to be YouTubers and influencers instead of being doctors and lawyers and teachers. But that's the shift in the culture, right? But I think that people need to be careful in the distinction of normalize and destigmatize. And I think that people use normalize when they mean destigmatize. Like people are just like, you know, normalize, you know, canceling just because you don't want to. Sure. But you also need to normalize telling someone that you're going to cancel. And sometimes you do owe people reasons as to why you're canceling after you've made a commitment. Or you do. Technically, you don't. I feel like you do, or maybe I maybe I just grew up in a different time. But if I commit to doing something, I'm going to come through with that commitment. Now, I do believe that we should normalize not doing things you don't want to do, but you should have made that decision prior to you committing. And you can change your mind because you're grown and you can do that. But I think that there's also decency. We shouldn't be normalizing, you know, disrespect. We should be normalizing lack of communication. If you're not going to come, tell somebody. Like, you know, I feel like I see people use the term normalize to kind of justify things that they feel bad about because they can't handle the fact that they're deemed socially unacceptable. So I I get immediately irked when I hear people say, like, things like, you know, normalize just not paying your bills or normalize not keeping your commitments or, you know, normalize, you know, after normalize just crazy shit i see all the time do we want to normalize you know putting gorilla glue on your hair or normalize stunts and and, and shows and twists i mean we're kind of already living in a world where storming the capitals just become normal and no one can do anything about it i think that we really have to pull back on this word normalize because you know some things are not normal nor will they ever be but you have to be careful on how you use words, because I think that what people really mean to say is destigmatize. Um, I think there are instances where, and you're you did kind of hit hit on this, uh-huh. is that you can use them interchangeably. Um, maybe you're saying you can't normalize certain things. Right, normalize. Let's normalize, you know, conversations around consent. Let's normalize, yes, um, conversations around men being in touch with their feelings. Let's normalize, um, you know, taking time off and self care and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, normalize that, but I don't yeah, think there's a I stigma hear, like, around that. Right, but I hear people say things like normalize STDs. Like, oh, oh, that's not something that should be normalized. What you really mean is like destigmatize. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, I people really use that shit the wrong way, and it irks the hell out of me. I literally see people like, oh, normalize STDs. That's not something we ever want to be normal. But normalizing sexual health and sexual responsibility. Sure, absolutely. 
And maybe as a person who just gets hooked up on words, I think that like it probably doesn't bother most people, but it bothers the hell out of me. Because yeah, you use a lot of words. It's whatever. I use them well. <laughs> okay. And we gonna norm- but we gonna- but one thing we're going to normalize on this podcast is you being shady to We will stop being shady to me. That's what we're going to normalize all the time <laughs> on this podcast. But that's all I had to say. And I said what I said. All right. So I just went in on the uh, film industry and awards. Uh huh. But my tens this week is going to a film that it did not win any awards at Sundance Film Festival when it premiered, but they got $16 million from Netflix in a uh, worldwide distribution deal for this film. It's called Passing. It's directed by Rebecca Hall, and it um, stars Ruth Negga and um, (laughs) RuPaul. Uh, And and, uh, Tessa Thompson, because we talked about Tessa like a while ago. But um, yeah, so the film is set in the Harlem Renaissance. It features um, two women who grew up as friends, um, but then they took divergent paths in their lives. Uh-huh. Passing in Black culture means they, they're both um, biracial characters. I believe they're both biracial. But um, they're light-skinned enough that they can pass for white. But uh-huh. something happens in the story. And their paths diverge, and then they kind of converge when they're oh, adults. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, she was in Loving. In Loving, yes. Okay. Yes. I like, she looks mm-hmm. familiar. Yeah, and so I cannot wait for this film to come out. I don't know when it's going to be released on Netflix, but it looks good. It is produced by Forrest Whitaker. Um, it's got a whole bunch of people in it, and it looks good to me. So, ten for y'all. Question you might know because you're really in touch with like the film and stuff. Uh, are, are all these films being released on Netflix and other streaming services for Oscar consideration? I believe so because okay. you know it just has to be released within a certain time frame. And Got now, um, since what was the movie on Netflix that won? Um, Roma. Roma, yeah. Did they win? I know they were nominated for a lot. I know they were nominated for a lot. I can't remember if they won Best Picture or not. But yeah, so since Roma came out, then um, Netflix has been a force in not just like just TV shows, but also film. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I just wasn't sure if they were making like a different movie this year due to COVID and people can't go to theaters. So, all right. Okay, well, my tends to speak goes to Stacey Abrams, who last week, it's a little bit of a stale story, but last week she was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize for her work in promoting voting rights via the fair fight in Georgia in the United States. Obviously, we know all about Stacey Abrams and her work earlier this year with the runoff election in Georgia, claiming two Senate seats for Democrats. Uh, the first time that has happened in Georgia, to my knowledge. 
and um, you know that got us John Ossoff and uh, Raphael, Reverend Raphael Warnock, and now we are 50-50 in the Senate. So I just think that's so awesome. We've talked about Stacey on this podcast in the past. You know, we've been critics of some of her um, sartorial choices, wow. but we love what she's done as an American politician, as a jurist, and I am so proud of her and all her work and contribution to the bedrock of democracy, which is voting. So tens to you, yeah. Stacey. I really thought Stacey was going to get the DNC um, chairperson. Can we talk about that? Because I thought like she was gooped. I thought that she would get something and <laughs> she didn't get nothing. Is she going to run for governor again? I think I think she may have been offered because uh, the DNC and declined because I think that mm-hmm. Biden knew he was kind of like not indebted to her, but as a thank mm-hmm. you, what would have offered her something like the DNC? Mm-hmm. Uh, she has not announced that she's running. However, in Georgia, Kelly Loeffler has joined a group um, which is called Stop Stacey to, uh, <laughs> to stop her from winning the gubernatorial election. Uh, yeah. But they already have a, they already have an organization led by Republicans to stop her, and she hasn't even announced that she's running yet, which is crazy. Well, that means she a bad bitch. So ten, <laughs> you they trying to stop you already? And you right. even got started yet, girl? Tens for you, bitch. All right. Well, everyone have a lovely uh, week and a safe and sexy valentine's day we'll see you next week guys wrap it up thank you for listening to category is be sure to like rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts Follow us on all things social media at Category is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can contact us at CategoryIsPod at gmail.com. Check us out on the web at CategoryIsPod.com.